Welcome to the Stylistpreneur Podcast, a show created to help hairstylists build and sustain successful beauty businesses. Here is your host, Damali Phils, CEO of Stylists in Business, master hairstylist, and author of Travel Notice, the ultimate guide to becoming a traveling hairstylist. All right, let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Stylistpreneur Podcast. You know me, your host, Damali Bills. And today I want to welcome a very special guest. Her name is Rachel Daly. She is the co-founder and co-owner of Cure Studios, an Austin-based nail salon focused on sustainability and inclusion. Not only does she do that, but she is also the senior project manager at Boulevard. Rachel, Come on into the room. Welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm so happy to be you're here. So this is the thing. You are our first non-hairstylist, which I find amazing because our businesses go hand in hand. Like you own a business, you have a nail salon, and some stylists also do nails. So you're more than welcome to be in this space. We mm-hmm. want to share your story. Rachel, can you tell me all about your studios and, you know, how it got started, your journey, all that good stuff? Yeah, totally. So um, I agree with you. I think hair and nails hold hands and the business models are so similar. Um, and it's so interesting how kind of separate we've historically been. We're seeing a lot of those salon hybrids sort of, uh, you know, become more and more common, which is great. Um, so Cure Studios, like you mentioned, we're based in Austin, Texas. We're in East Austin. Um, I have a co-founder and co-owner. Her name's Kristen Uh Owen. And she and I have been very, um, active in the Austin community for about 15 years. So she's born and raised here. I've been in East Austin for, for 15 years. And, um, you know, we've really helped a lot of other small businesses here kind of get off the ground. And we were out to dinner one night. We were just bonding over, how we both love having our nails done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're, we like to stay busy. We're always working on something, but that's mm-hmm. really like this self-care moment that we both shared. And one thing that we bonded over was there was no one place in town that we would go to every single time we needed to get our nails done. We would kind of just go yeah. wherever was closest. We'd pop in whoever could see us. Like nails was really something we crammed into our schedule exactly. versus getting like our hair done or our brows done, which was something that actually made us feel really good. Mm-hmm. Nails was just kind of like go grocery shopping, gas up the car, get your nails done. Like it felt like it was crammed into the list of like have to do's, not get to do's. I can agree with that. Yeah. So we really wanted to create a space that was just like loungy, felt chill. We could go with friends and we didn't see, we didn't see what we wanted in Mm -hmm. the, in the marketplace, not only in Austin, but really anywhere at the time. So we just decided to start it ourselves. So that's what we did. Okay, which I definitely understand because most businesses, the beauty of getting them started is filling a void. So there was something that you wanted and it didn't exist. So you created it. So when, yeah, when creating your business, um, you decided to focus on sustainability and inclusion. Why was that so important to you? Yeah, so it was so interesting because when we started the idea of the business, it was really just very brass tacks. We wanted somewhere very elevated where we could trust the integrity of the products being used on us. Um, you know, we're both like really into vitamins and just understanding our health and wellness. Yeah. Um, and you know, those really harsh 
smells that you get from oh, nail yeah. salons. Oh gosh. We were, we were just like, Oh, we don't want that. So we started investigating and doing a lot of research and, you know, we spent years doing our business research. And as we got into it, we really started to understand uh, the, the impact on the environment that nail mm-hmm. chemicals in particular have. Oh, yeah. um, so we started to just like really focus in on that. And then, you know, for uh, listeners who can't see me, I have really short hair. I'm more of a tomboy. Like I'm, yeah. I would say that I'm more masculine of center. So not super femi, not super girly. Um, and inclusion is just so important because we wanted every human to feel safe in our salon. So I say this a lot, but nails don't have a gender, neither does hair. No. Um, so, you know, I think gender inclusion is one mm-hmm. um, and also just supporting and being a safe place for, our, you know, our non-binary friends to not misgender them. Also having a really diverse team, racially speaking, gender speaking, so that literally if you're a client, you can come in and you can meet the person who understands your needs right. the most because they look like you. They like what you yeah. like. So we really try to match our service professionals with our clients because it just should be a really personalized professional experience. And I, I can see that because I was the same way where it's just like, oh, I need my nails done. I go anywhere. Like it's not, you know, like your hair where it's just like I have to stick with my hair, girl. I would just yeah. go wherever. So for you to create a space where people are just like, no, I have to go back to my nail person because, you know, I can relate to them. And I'll tell you, I can't stand the color pink. So the fact that you have a space that's just not like, you know, pink is considered for girls, for females, feminine. So I love that. And I've seen pictures of your space, which looks amazing. So tell me about the environment of your space. Yeah. So the environment is something that we were really intentional about. So we Mm -hmm. actually, we hired this amazing local designer here in town. Her name's Lillian Steckel. And we basically told her like, Hey, you know, Kristen and myself, we're both a little bit rock and roll. We got a lot of like career ambition, career goals. We really like similar vibes, but we want like deep velvets and loungy Mm -hmm. feeling without it being super hyper feminine or, you know, even unapproachable from like a Um, we wanted it to feel luxury, but not cost prohibitive for people. So she actually aligned us. Yeah. So she aligned us around the color green. Mm -hmm. So our walls are green. We have deep velvet, um, like mustard, yellow, pedicure chairs, a lot of black metal accents. So it's really, uh, it's really like edgy, loungy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you wouldn't probably walk in and know that it was a nail salon. If you didn't explicitly know it was a nail salon, it feels more like a loungy type kind of like bar speakeasy. No, I love it. I've seen, like I said, I've seen the pictures and I'm just like, if I'm ever in Texas, I want to visit yeah, please do. Right. No, I, and I may be in Texas this summer. So, hey, fingers crossed I can make it over there to Austin. Um, so besides like your core values, what else was important when you were starting your business? Yeah, so we've kind of touched on this already. But, uh, you know, I would never go to somebody else to do my hair, but mm-hmm. everyone would just kind of go to whomever to do their nails. And the reality is your nails have like a health and maintenance mm-hmm. uh, routine that they need to follow. So we are very, very good at letting our curists, as we call our nail techs, build Mm -hmm. relationships with their clients so that they're actually educating people on nail health, the benefits of cuticle oil, you know, why you shouldn't put extensions on super thin or brittle cracking nails. Um, So I really think providing that space with that one-to-one relationship is something that's Mm -hmm. really unique to us. And then another thing that's really unique to us is we are very focused on being 
Um, you know, an example of something that we ourselves have admired for the last decade, which is really involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are political and outspoken where it counts. So for things that, you know, revolve around inclusion or, um, you know, racial rights, trans rights, things like that, we do have a political lean. And then I think the other thing, too, is we really want to be hyper personalized. So that starts with the booking flow with Boulevard. Mm-hmm. You know, we ask pronouns, we ask whether or not you're somebody who wants to be offered alcohol, or maybe you're in recovery and you don't want to be. Right. We also have like a very big music focus. So we ask people what oh, they're nice. listening mm-hmm. to, and the clients actually help us craft our playlist for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like a hyper personalized community feel while also feeling elevated is kind of, it, it's the easiest way to probably describe our experience. No, that's, that sounds amazing. Uh, when people are going to businesses, they want to feel seen. They want to know that you're listening to them. So the fact that you are including them in the business as far as just like the little things as far as music, like I love that. And I think it's amazing. And I think that's a way that you actually keep your clients coming back. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And I think especially now, you know, like we're all very conscientious about where we spend our money. Um, And for me, I would much rather spend my money with a local business that I feel valued and seen at as a customer Mm -hmm. uh, than maybe, you know, a bigger chain. So we've really tried to recreate that feel for for our clients as well. Awesome. Now, I know you said you guys were just, you know, hanging out, talking about, you know, things that you wanted out of a nail salon. But what has been your journey as a business owner? as far as getting started, as far as like getting everything together, because a lot of people want to follow in your footsteps. They want to start businesses, but a lot of people don't know where to start, you know, what resources to use. So if you could share with us your journey, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I will, I'll be honest. The best thing that you can plan on is just consistency and showing up for yourself. Mm. So it does not happen overnight. Uh, we literally researched the the market. We researched um, our business proposition. We spent about a year on our business plan. Like we really invested the time and mm-hmm. we also have very busy schedules. We both have day jobs right. and we have, you know, friends and partners who need our attention. So the best thing that we did for ourselves we w- was we would set up um, dedicated time on Sunday afternoons nice. and dedicated time on like Tuesday evenings. And we treated it like a business meeting that we would have with anyone. So even though we know each other really well, my co-owner and I, we showed up. We showed up to every single one of those business meetings and we just made a little bit of progress every single Mm -hmm. week. And when you make a little bit of progress every single week, you look back a year and a half later and you're Mm -hmm. like, it feels like we haven't done anything, but wow, like look at how much we've actually accomplished. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing is consistency and really showing up for yourself. Um, Uh And then the other thing too, is there's a lot of free resources online for creating Mm -hmm. a business plan. So a lot of people want to design like their furniture or how it's going to feel or what services they're going to offer. But reality is you have to start with a business plan. Mm -hmm. So get the numbers on paper, understand the real estate in your town. Um, And, you know, really researching and finding a template that can help you create a business plan. It's almost the equivalent Mm -hmm. of like personal journaling, you know, to get your thoughts on paper. It Mm -hmm. helps crystallize what your business could look like. That's very true. And one of the important things that I heard you say is just showing up for yourself. Like so many people, you know, we want these things and we dream about them. We talk about them, but you have to put the action in. 
And it sounds like that's what you guys did, setting aside that time, showing up for yourself and just really creating a plan and following it. And now here you are, you know, you're a business owner. So thanks for sharing that, because I feel like that's definitely something that a lot of people can learn from and just listen to your advice. Yeah, I mean, and the the reality is too, like little habits. I'm a very big fan of the concept mm-hmm. of, of um, tiny habits, or you know, there's books out there, tiny habits, atomic habits. I'm I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of both. But when it comes to weight loss, or starting a business, or weight gain, or oh, yeah. you know, even cleaning your house, or just like anything that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. it really comes down to showing up consistently mm-hmm. and just doing a little tiny bit at a time. And that's really when you start to see the most like powerful changes right. happen. Yeah. And that's when those results show up. Like you just got to keep showing up. Keep so showing up. when creating your business, you know, I know your business is totally different from other businesses. How did you decide on the different things that you're going to put in place so that your business would be different from other businesses? Yeah. Well, like I said, it came down to our vision and writing down on paper, you know, if we could change how we feel Mm -hmm. at the end of a nail appointment, what would be the tiny Mm. elements that we would improve that would leave us feeling like really restored and and like we had a really um, high quality and amazing nail service. So I think one of the biggest things that we do is we do not use single use items that will wind wind up in landfills. So things like foam flip-flops, foam tone separators, we don't use those. Um, Those are used for like 30 seconds. They'll stay in a landfill, you know, for about a hundred years. And that's exactly what we want. So we actually shopped um, and found these amazing toe separators that are so cute on Etsy. So we were supporting a a small business maker. We're able to sanitize them. We also work with um, Salon Cycle, which is uh, dedicated to removing salon waste from landfills specifically. So anything that we can't recycle with the city of Austin, we uh, ship to Salon Cycle and they actually melt it down and convert it to energy. Oh, nice. And then we also work with Austin Resource Recovery to dispose of things like our acetone or, you know, any of our chemical Mm -hmm. waste. So I really think, you know, there's a lot of... um, greenwashing that happens with eco businesses these days. And we're really open about what we actually do to reduce our strain on the environment. Um, And then the other thing that we do, like I mentioned, you know, uh, we use a software that asks people's pronouns before we ever meet them because we don't even want to give our team the opportunity to accidentally misgender someone Um, We fill out, we have them fill out a really personalized intake form. We really prioritize making online booking super, super convenient for our customers. Because that's just like, I will not pick up the phone and make an an appointment. I will not. And if it's too difficult, I I also won't do it. Yeah, You have to make it easy for people to, to be booked, you know? Totally. So we actually make it to where it's really easy to book groups as well. So we can have bridal parties, you know, birthday parties, because for nails, it's, you know, the timing was always so weird of I have two friends in town, we want pedicures. Yeah, we don't want to sit there for three hours, like hoping that Mm -hmm. nail techs can get us in at the same time. So that group appointment is a big piece of ours as well. So it's like the little tiny details, I think Mm -hmm. that truly set us apart, because they were pain points that we ourselves had. Gotcha. Now, will you say that also sets you apart in as far as the clients that you guys get? Yes. Yeah, yes. I 
I am really amazed at the clientele we have picked up um, over the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. They truly get it. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. interesting to watch your vision and your values come to life in Mm -hmm. a way where other people, you know, walk in and say, oh, my gosh, like, I wish you guys had existed for the last 10 years. I've been looking for this. Why did no one do this sooner? And I'm sure that makes you feel so good. It feels really, right. it feels really good. So I, the, I see our clients building relationships with their curious, you know, mm-hmm. they talk about their dogs, they pick up the conversation yeah. right where they left off the last time. Nice. Um, they also, the clients, because we build those personal relationships, they're their curious biggest cheerleader on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to ask our clients to share on Instagram. They just do because they have nice. that emotional connection they are very environmentally conscious. Most of our clients also are career people or parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're really busy. And we have really tried to create like very clear time conscientious services to get nice. them in and out so that they can plan their day accordingly. So yeah, it definitely resonates yeah. with our clientele. That's awesome. Now, I know you mentioned that both of you guys also have full-time jobs on top of being salon owners. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your full-time job. Yeah. So my full-time job, um, I'm a senior product manager at Boulevard. And um, Boulevard, like I said, is our our online booking software and Mm -hmm. it's our personalization engine. It really runs our business. Um, I opened the business when I was actually working at a previous company though. And so I was a Boulevard customer before I was a Boulevard employee and I, you know, had reached out to the team a few times and I was like, Hey, I have a lot of ideas for the software. Mm -hmm. Like I'm very excited about what y'all are doing. I signed with them and, you know, Kristen and I both loved how tech forward it was. So we signed with them and I said, Hey, Boulevard, I have a spreadsheet of ideas. Um, And they were like, Mm -hmm. why don't you just come, you know, work over here? So my day job and our salon really um, play nicely together. They kind of hold hands. So that's been amazing. And then my business partner, she's actually the COO of like an online entertainment site. That's also really focused on getting people out into their communities. There's actually one in Chicago. Oh, hey. So if you're familiar <laughs> with Do 312, that is her, that's like one of the um, websites that that her business helps run and support. So um, yeah, we both have full-time day jobs. We bootstrapped our business as well. So we mm-hmm. fully funded it ourselves, which is why nice. we've had to maintain day jobs. Right. And it's not easy, but right. how is- do you balance it? It's tough. It's having a partner who you trust, a business Mm. partner who's really in it with you. I could not do it alone. So we alternate weeks. Um, We also have different skill sets. Mm -hmm. So we're able to divide and conquer a lot of the labor. Um, And it's also really important to us that we're both highly communicative and super, super available Mm -hmm. for our team. So by alternating weeks, we can really give each other the break that we need so that when it's our on week, the team has our focus and undivided attention when we're responding to them. That's awesome. And I think that's the most important thing, too, is just making sure you have that team support, making sure that you guys are communicating. And, you know, that's how relationships work. If there's no communication, there's no good relationship. So that I, I love that. So I usually ask my stylist, like, what's your stylist power? But I want to know what's your business power? How do you do it? Is it the communication? Is it the working hard? Is it the passion? Like, what's your thing that just keeps you going? 
Oh, man, it has to kind of be a little mix of all of it. I, I think one thing, though, from um, the business owner standpoint that I'm happy to speak to is we are really transparent with our team. We're mm -hmm. honest. We're no BS. Like we are very clear with them. They have, you know, very clear pay stubs. They know where every single cent of their money mm -hmm. that they're working super hard to earn is going. And we we created this uh culture very intentionally where we said you know when we ask for feedback we mean it and we will listen yeah. to you and we will work with you on a solution and you know we're we're here to talk to you so our team is really open with us about mm -hmm. their really good moments but also their frustrations so nice. we have kind of been able to get um like a really healthy environment of mm -hmm. openness and communication going with that and and really built that trust over time and then I would say the other superpower that Kristen and I both have is like our style, per, stylist, per, how do you say it? Stylistpreneur. <laughs> yes, perfect. Thank you. Right. Um, our superpower is uh, have we have a very public value system. So everything mm -hmm. that we've talked about on this podcast is on our website. We have the cure nice. code. So when we're torn on how to make a business decision, we pull up the cure code and we say, does this align nice. to our value system? And you know, two people can have very different thoughts about how something gets done. But mm -hmm. when you're aligned and you have a foundation of values oh, yeah. that is cohesive, you can really move together in partnership in an easy way because we have fully aligned on that value system. So I would say that that running a values-based business is probably our little superpower. I love that. And I love the fact that you have that foundation. It's just like, you know what? We don't have to use our own opinions. We've created this blueprint. Let's just go back to the basics. Let's go back yep. to what we've written down. So I think that's amazing. I think that's a, a great piece of advice that anybody could use. That's awesome. So Rachel, I thank you for being on the show today. I yeah. won't keep you long because you sound like a busy lady. Okay. But I would love for my followers to be able to connect <laughs> with you, follow you. Like where can we stay connected with you? Yeah. So Instagram is the best place. You can also okay. see our curious talent. I want them to shine. They're incredible. So a huge shout out to the team. Um, so you follow Cure Studios on Instagram and okay. you will meet all of our curious there. You'll be able to find their their um, nail Instagrams as well. And then um, you can check us out online at uh, curestudios.com. Beautiful. Rachel, thank you so much. Like I said, I'll be in Texas this summer. So if I have the chance, I'm coming to get a pedicure. <laughs> Please do. We would love to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Have an awesome day. Awesome. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Stylistpreneur podcast. Make sure to visit our website for more beauty business resources, courses, and to join the Stylistpreneur membership. Until next time, stay a cut above the rest.